Oh, dear, no, I wouldn't think of exciting him on a girl with such a small matter. You see, there's only $74,000 missing. Only $74,000 stolen, and there's nothing to get excited about. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I didn't say it was stolen. We just can't find it, and I've been checking the books all day to see if there had been a counting error. But I can't find that either. Uh, do you mind if I ask what you called the police for if you didn't think it had been stolen? But the idea of anyone stealing from the Federal Reserve Bank is preposterous. I called you because I just didn't know what else to do. Okay. But, yeah, uh, go bring that covered down a little bit here. Now, look, Mr. Smith, you have $74,000. Now, you don't have it. Let's play a little game and pretend it was stolen. Well, this is really very serious. But I don't see how it could possibly have been stolen. Why don't you just tell us all about it, eh? We're not bookkeepers, but we can put two and two together, and lots of times we get the right answer. Well, yesterday at closing time, we checked $370,000 in gold certificates into the vault clerk. $375,000. There was one bundle of uh, $74,000 that had been set aside to redeem damaged currency. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it was put on the truck and wheeled into the vault with the rest of the money. When the truck was brought out this morning, it, it wasn't there. I see. It's the strangest thing. I've been checking and checking all the live long day, and I'm just stumped. You're stumped? <laughs> We're given a time to get halfway across the country. And I suppose you'll think we're inefficient if we don't go lay our hands right on the cook. Cook? How can you say such a thing? Now, let's get down to business. And how many vaults clerks were there? See, I thought you might want to talk to them. I'll go get you for What do you make of it, Tom? It's an inside job. It's got to be. But I almost wish it wasn't because it's got to be plenty tough. Yeah, all these federal cases seem to think an employee would be stuck dead if he looked cross out of the dollar bill. Here's the gander, Tom. Uh, you stick around, Wes. We want to talk to you. Yeah, I think this is a horse, folks. They've all been here over ten years. That's from my own side. Uh, what's your name? John Reynolds. This is Frank Parsons. Oh, so you came to my home for dinner and stayed all evening. And I drove him to his home. And I drove back to my home. We didn't know anything about the shortage until we came to work this morning. This morning. We'll check up on that later. Who else had access to the vault? Nobody. Uh, who might have gotten in there after you took the press of the money on it in there? No one came in there. You locked the vault shortly after 4.30 and left. Who saw you take the truck in there? Any number of employees. I couldn't say who they were. Did uh, anyone come near the truck as you were wheeling it in? No. Why should they? Why should they? Listen, Mr. Arnett, you don't understand. All of our people are completely trustworthy. They have to have the best of recommendations before we hire them. Yeah, we know all about that, but uh, uh, what have you got this janitor here for? Well, he was probably nearest to the truck. He was sweeping the floor. So I asked him to stay tonight until you got here. All right. Did he come near the truck or didn't he? No. No one came near it. Okay, that's the way it is. Now, I'll tell you what I'm going to do you two vault clerks are the last ones who saw that bundle of money. I'm going to give you just three minutes to think of some tangible clue to its disappearance. If you can't tell me more than you have, I'm going to take you in. Oh, but you can't do that. I can't find the cook from what you told me either, but I'll do it just the same. Hey, uh, hey, hey, how are you going? Hey, you all me, Lisa. Yes, you. Well, I've got some cleaning up to do. Well, you stay right here. We've got some cleaning up to do, too. Yeah, I know. All right. I hope.
hope for your sake you've done some fast thinking. They were ready to talk. Well, I don't like to say anything that might sound as though we were putting the blame on somebody else to protect ourselves. Don't worry about that, Arnold. Just fill it. Well, I was talking to one of the guards today, and he said he saw Welch, the janitor here, taking his overalls home with him. They were rolled up in a bundle. Is that right, Wes? Yeah. Oh, don't tell me now. Let me guess. You were taking him home to have him walk, weren't you? You'll have to give us something better than that, boy. You can see those clean overalls on. And you said yourself you didn't come near the truck. The only other thing I can tell you is Wes told the guard he was quitting his job Monday. Well, well, now that is something. Say, with $74,000, he'd either tell his feet to get going or be smart enough to stay around for a few months. He wouldn't quit on Monday. Well, you quitting on Monday, Wes. Did you come into an inheritance? Come in to a uh, 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 watch it. Why are you leaving this guy? Have you got another one? Yeah. Where are you going to work? Uh, let me see. I don't exactly know. Oh, I see. You mean you're going to work for someone else, but you haven't decided who it's going to be yet, huh? I can't figure things out powerful like that. Well, he's not what you might call William, but he seems to have the highest recommendation. I looked up his applications today. I can tell you anything you want to know about it. Including the fact that he didn't take the dough. Is he married? No. Uh, I don't suppose it would do any good to ask Wes. He probably wouldn't know what huh? But of course, I, uh, I remember. He's, yes, he's married and lives at the, the Evening Star Apartments on Central Avenue. Hmm. Evening Star Apartments. I'll tell you what we'll do, Mr. West. <clears throat> Let you and I take a little ride out to your house. I want to meet the family and all that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Sure, sure. We'll just take pop luck. I don't know how you all could do that. And my wife, she's awful fussy about who I bring around. Hmm. Is she out tonight anyhow? Oh, that's all right. I'll even help you crawl in the window. She has you locked up. Let's go. But Miss Oliver, she ain't good. I ain't got a wife. Uh, Mr. West, do you mean an employee has so misrepresented his status? And in the evening star apartment? Well, I don't live out there. I just said I had a wife because I thought that... Uh, I'd have more chance of getting a job if I had a wife. They think uh, I'd be more of a responsible man. Well, I think you're a responsible man, Wes. So we're going for a little ride. Just because I think you're responsible for $74,000. Sure. Now, look, Wes. Leave your house in a few minutes. We'll get the money and everything will be cleared up except one thing. Why did you steal it? Oh, I don't know, Dolly. I didn't steal nothing at all. Listen, Wesley, no, I did it. You're sweeping the floors of something by. The first one looking at the cabbage off the truck, she wrapped it up in the overalls and brought it home. Now, why'd you steal it? Oh, I wouldn't steal nothing, no. Only that kind of a bill. What does your wife think about you having all that money? She don't think nothing about anything, because I ain't got a wife. Does she know you haven't got a wife? Make sure to be in this block, for you. Yeah, it's quite a neighborhood, isn't it? Hey, what are you stopping here for? It's a big lot. What? Hey, are you sure this is the place? This is the address you gave us. All right, now come on, Mr. West. Just tell us where you really live. We have all evening and lots of lots of gasoline. Oh, I don't live no place. I just sleep in empty houses and places like that. Oh, come on. Let's lock him up and find out where he lives tomorrow. Who's getting an up? I'm going to get this cleared up tonight. Now, for the last time, Wes, where do you live? A place on 16th Street. 
I can't remember the number. I'll tell you all when we get there, though. Let's go, Hopson. We got another clue. I didn't steal nothing. 
My man and father teach me not to see. And if there's anything left of you after we get done leading you around where all your friends can see you, we'll take you up to a nice spooky graveyard and tie you to a gravestone. At 12 o'clock, the ghosts come out of the grave. And what they do to a colored boy that can't run is nobody's business. Oh, Lord. Is that Daniel from the lion den, the Hebrew children from the fire training? You gotta get me out of this, man.
Move five thousand dollars, I guess. Five thousand? Move five thousand as high as you can cover it. Well, it didn't do no count. It's just $2,100 short, gentlemen. $2,100, huh? Okay, let's start all over again. Why did you keep that little bit of money? Where did you put it? What did you do with it? Think of the trouble you're causing. Think. Think. Think of it. And think of your money and tough. Well, look here. Let me tell you something. There's a $2,100 bill. Why did you have to? I've broken a spell. If anybody says start over. Hey, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold everything. Look at that. Yeah, I think that is it, sir. Look at that. 
Yeah, it's a car, all right. And it's a brand new one. Sure is new. It looks like a Kaiser. Yep. Kaiser agent. Well, we might as well save that step. Well, it's funny anyone would leave a car like this in here after the lot had closed and oh. new. See what name it's registered under. Hasn't got a license on it. No license. <laughs> you have the same idea I have. Listen, Welch, did you buy an automobile today? Yeah. You did, huh? Well, I'll do you. Why didn't you tell us, though? You all didn't ask me. How much did the car like this cost? Well, at a guess, I'd say between twenty-three and $2,400. Hmm. That's it. If it was $2,350, you've got 300 for the gold around. That would make it 2050 you had almost $50 in his pocket. Making it $2,100. The exact amount is missing. All right. Now, well, look. You admit you bought this car, don't you? Yeah. Well, in the face of this, you certainly aren't going to stick to your story that you didn't steal the money, are you? Yeah, well, what do you mean? Do you still say you didn't steal the money? Yeah. Well, who did steal it, then? Nobody didn't steal nothing, wouldn't do nothing like that, no. For the last time. Now, look, look, listen, Wes. We've been nice to you, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, sure. We've let you leave us all around time when we could have put you right in jail and found out these things later. You appreciate that, don't you? Yeah. And all we've done is ask you a little bit of questions. Now, look, if you'll just tell us the truth, we'll try to see that you get off very easily. Won't that be nice? Yeah. Then, if you're telling the truth and you didn't steal it, who did steal it? Who was working with you? Oh, you're trying to protect it. Did somebody steal it for you? know it was stolen. Somebody in the bank stole it. You stole it, and you know you did. Come on, you stole it, didn't you? Come on, I didn't steal nothing, no how. Once again, the bank trudged to the gentle detectives. Certain they had solved the crime, but quite uncertain about the circumstances surrounding it and the criminal. Well, Mr. Smith... They found you missing $2,100. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Do you uh, have it with you? No, Mr. Smith. We didn't have the keys to it. The keys to it? What do you mean? We mean your $2,100 has been changed into a prize automobile. Mr. West did it with his magic wand. He must have, because he didn't see it. He says he didn't. Well, this is terrible, terrible. Yes, yes, it's excellent, isn't it? Why did you feel that money, Wes? I didn't feel no money, no, Mrs. Smith. There you are, Mrs. Smith. A perfect example of a careful caretaker. You see, he was just going to take care of it for you. Gentlemen, I still think you're overlooking the psychological angle of the case. Mm-hmm. Maybe we are overlooking the psychological angle of this case, but we'll save that angle for the judge to look at. The judge? What are you all talking about a judge? We're talking about the judge. We're going to try to persuade you didn't steal that money. Uh, uh, Mrs. Smith, does they all mean they're going to put me in jail? I'm afraid you do, Wes. I'd like to believe you, but the evidence is pretty much against you. Did uh, what against me? It looks like you stole that package. Otherwise, how could it have gotten to your house? Oh, I'm just doing my job as janitor and caretaker. Just doing his job as janitor and caretaker. Wait a minute. Wait just a minute. What do you mean, Wes? Oh, I always take on the trash and stuff and sweep up the floor. Mrs. Smith, you know that. Yes, I know that, Wes. And when I get the job here, the man, he says it's $15 a week, and what I found. Found? Wait a minute. What's the stuff? 
Would it have been possible for that package to be knocked against the wall as the clutch was being wheeled into the vault? Quite possible. And would it be possible, as it was knocked off, to have fallen onto the floor? That's a psychological angle, boys. Where did he feel it? No, I didn't feel nothing no. I was going up found that package on the floor. And as then, I could see everything I found on the floor. At the moment, Captain Smith will complete our program. In the meantime, friends, whenever you look at the gauges on your instrument panel, think of Rio Grande's great combination of protection and power. For the safest and surest protection that money can buy for your motor, Rio Lube Motor Oil. For maximum power at minimum cost, Rio Grande Craft, the police car performance gasoline. And now, Captain Smith. West was tried in the Superior Court, but he stuck to his story. The arresting officers felt that they had resorted to methods which, in their opinion, might be construed as intimidating. For that reason, they refused to appear against West. He was found guilty, however, and sentenced to a year in the county jail. That's his sudden snitch. Thank you.